Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to Supercharging Business Success. Our mission is to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today's episode is how to make money with your nonfiction book, and we'll do that in just seven minutes with Susan Friedman. Now, Susan is uh, an international best-selling author. She's got 17 books. And she's on a mission to wipe out sameness and add vitality and differentiation to your marketing. Through her company, Aviva Publishing, she's guided hundreds of nonfiction authors to use her book to become a recognized expert authority in their field. She's also the, the uh, award-winning podcast host of Book Marketing Mentors. Susan, it's great to have you with us. Bill, what an honor it is to be here with you. Great. And uh, I'm curious with question number one, who's your ideal client, Susan? My ideal client are nonfiction authors, but not only nonfiction authors, but nonfiction authors who want to take their book and use it to build a business around that book or to strengthen an existing business. Let's say a financial planner who already has a business and that book is just adding greater strength and credibility to him or her in the marketplace. So uh, these nonfiction authors, no doubt have a problem that they share and it's a problem that you solve. And what is that problem? That problem, Bill, is to go from unknown author to expert authority in their field, uh, because that just doesn't happen overnight. It takes, uh, you know, some planning, some strategy, you know all about strategy, and uh, that's, that's really what it's going to take. So um, symptoms, feelings, emotion, what's going on inside these people that would give them a signal, Susan, that they should reach out and talk to you and get some help? So the feelings are very intense. Anyone who has given birth to a child or has a child in their life knows that this is a very something very precious to them. And women in particular who, who've given birth know that what that feels like. Well, this is their baby. This is your baby, this nonfiction book. Oh, it could be a fiction book, but I'm more concerned with nonfiction authors, as you know. And, uh, you know, a lot of blood, sweat and tears went into this. A lot of frustration. Uh, I know I've written several books myself and uh, I know what it feels like. It, I mean, the first one is the hardest, but still, the, it, it's still so much of you that goes into this. And you want other people to recognize the time, the energy, the blood, sweat and tears that you've given over this book. And when they don't, that can get very frustrating and very upsetting. Uh, yes, I am sure that it can. <laughs> and if you've got those feelings, Susan's here is our resource to help you to solve that. Now, talking about help solve it, what are the common mistakes that uh, authors make when they're trying to market the book on their own? 
So I think the biggest mistake, Bill, is not being focused on who your exact target audience is. Um, when people come to me to publish their book and I ask them two questions. One is, what do you want the book to do for you? And the second is, who is your target audience? And I'll be a very rich woman if I got $10 for every time an author said my book is for everyone. And I'm like, yes, it may well be. However, marketing to everybody is not something that anyone that I know, <laughs> not even Procter & Gamble can do this well. So, and they don't even try. So why should you, that nonfiction author, even think about trying to do that on your own? Not, not possible. So really honing in and uh, identifying who your t real target audience is. I think that's the biggest issue, Bill. So the fifth question I have is, <clears throat> what's the most important single step that our listeners could take? Our listeners who have written a book, nonfiction book, what's the single action they could take which would help them break through this logjam that they've created for themselves? Yeah, and I, I really believe that it is identifying that target audience. I mean, I can do that with them within 20 minutes, but they could do it themselves and really understand that if their book is for, you know, they feel it's for women who are 40 to 50. Yes, that's great, but that's a lot of women. Also, let's boil it down. Are they professional? Are they in a certain industry, uh, education, healthcare, um, automotive? And, you know, what industry are they in? Because the more you can narrow down who exactly your target audience is, the better and easier it's going to be to focus your marketing. It's going to be much more effective, much more efficient if you can do it. So that is a beautiful, I love that narrow, narrow, narrow focus. And it is counterintuitive, but it's extremely valuable advice, ladies and gentlemen, listening to us right now. So I know you've got a beautiful free gift for folks. And so what is the gift? And where would they find it, Susan, on your website? Excellent. And I want you authors to have this gift, Bill. I have a copy, the Author to Authority Playbook. And that is literally how to get recognized as an expert in your industry. I go through many different levels. In fact, four specific levels of, you know, how authors can get themselves up to that expert authority um, place where they want to be to be recognized as that credible expert that go-to expert in their industry and so they can, yeah let's tell them where they can get it yeah. <laughs> they can get it at my website and that is aviva and that's a v i v a pubs p u b s dot com forward slash gift so aviva pubs dot com forward slash gift Excellent, excellent. I love that offer, I mean, that, that uh, beautiful gift. So, uh, Susan, look, I told you I'd ask you seven questions in seven minutes. I asked you six questions in a little less than six minutes. So what question were you hoping I might ask you? And then give us the answer to that question. So, Bill, the question that I wish you'd ask me is, what's the biggest mistake that I've made? And I believe that the biggest mistake that I've made in my business, and as I told you, I've been in business for over 30 years, is that 
I was very reluctant to ask for help. I felt that being an entrepreneur meant that I needed to know everything about my business and I was frightened to ask people for help. I thought that that would not be the right thing to do. It would show me up in a bad light. And I actually wasted a lot of years not trying to do things the hard way, whereas it could have been easier if I'd asked experts like you, Bill, for help in terms of how to strategize and how to do things that I really didn't necessarily know how to do. So I've learned the hard way, but hey, that's how we learn, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. Why you, when you can take the long road or the short road, Susan just told us, take the short one and get a guide. Exactly. So, <laughs> in closing, let's focus on a single fact. And Susan pounded this home. Our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as a result of the owner first learning and then applying a proven combination of having the right mindset of a dedication to a system of management. And third, leveraging high performance teams that are within your company and external resources. Thanks for listening, Susan. Thanks for being here with us. Thank you, Bill.